0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Today is Tuesday, May 4th. I'm the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith, bringing you shows Monday to Friday. Happy Tuesday, and I'm going to get this out of the way. First and foremost, may the 4th be with you. Happy Star Wars Day. I'm sure plenty of Star Wars content will be coming out throughout the day today, and I'm sure we'll have plenty of Star Wars-themed games. Maybe it's even Star Wars Night at the Ballpark in St. Louis. I'm not sure, but I'm sure. I am sure that we will see plenty of Star Wars. um, Plenty of Star Wars today, Uh, I guarantee it. Um, I've always been a Star Wars fan, I'm, not, I'm more critical of Marvel than I would say I'm critical of, of Star Wars. I just kind of enjoy Star Wars um, more so than actually try and nitpick it and everything. I think I nitpick Marvel too much, so always enjoyed Star Wars. Hope you guys have, too, because Star Wars is a pretty good series. But that was a minute of Star Wars talk, so let's get into baseball talk here on May the 4th as the Cardinals have another win to talk about. Meeting the Mets last night 6-5 to It ended up being a pretty good play good ball game uh, lots of runs early lots of pitching late so let's go ahead and get right into it shall we we're gonna talk about the the offense first um and actually again before i start i just want to remind everybody uh, that i don't think my shows are showing up on the apple podcast website um so if you are listening on the app or if you're listening on spotify or google or stitcher or uh, wherever you're listening and you have friends that are trying to listen on apple Podcasts, tell them to go to the app or to to get another source, so hopefully Apple can figure that out sooner rather than later, but uh, let's talk about the two home runs. One of them being Harrison Bader's bomb um, last night, and back-to-back days for home runs for Bader, so Bader enthusiasts are probably uh, feeling pretty good about themselves right now, and they have every reason to. Um, Bader with Not only just home runs, but timely home runs. And it was good to see uh, on Sunday that he was able to hit the home run off a righty and it looked like off a little bit of a slider. And yesterday it was off a lefty, which we all know, knock Peter all you want. He hits left-handed pitching. Over the course of his career in two hundred ninety four plate appearances, he's in two sixty seven off of him with on base percentage of three forty, slugging of five thirty one OPS of eight seventy one. That's an OPS plus of one thirty seven. He's got twenty one doubles in those hundred and fifty nine games. I mean, that's close to a full season's worth, one fifty nine. And again, this is over the course of four years. So take it for what you will. Um 17, 18, 19, 20, or for probably a total of four years when you're looking at, um, it's because he's only played one game this year. Anyways, over the course of around four, of around one year of, of game time, but with that one year being stretched over the course of four years, 159 games, he's got 14 home runs, driven in 33 uh, against those lefties, and to, like I said, 294 plate appearances. So not necessarily a full season's worth of plate appearances, but a full season's worth of games and pretty good numbers. I think that, um, like I said, you can't bash him for not hitting uh, left-handed pitching because he does hit left-handed pitching, um, especially for his standards, extremely well and for anybody's standards. I mean, if anybody is hitting anybody at a five uh, slugging at a 531 clip, that's really solid. Uh, so Bader, you know, I, I really hope that he doesn't get too home run happy because I think that he has a cap- uh, the tendency to do that once he does get a couple homers. Uh, that was his only hit yesterday. Didn't strike out yesterday though, which was huge. Uh, huge, excuse me. Uh, I think for, for Bader, that's always key to cut down on the strikeouts, right? Um, so yeah, I was I was happy to to, to not see Bader, Bader strike out yesterday. And again, I'm not going to complain about a home run that, that anybody hits. So Bader with the big, like I said, both timely home runs—the one on yesterday or Sunday to get the Cardinals a three nothing lead—ended up being the difference, and the one yesterday tied the game um at a point when the Cardinals were down 2 to 1 and again I'll get into the pitching in the second segment talking about Wayne and the and the rest of the of the staff but but yeah so so the other home run obviously was the uh, also Bader's was 300 or 450 feet which is a pretty healthy shot but anyways the other home run was uh, of of Nolan Arenado his game uh, his was also to tie the game at that point it was a three run deficit uh, he was um <laughs> I mean, he can't come through pretty much any better than that, that Nolan did there in the third. It all got started with with, with two outs. After Wainwright and Edmund were both retired. Carlson singled, talk about him a little bit. Goldschmidt got got a single after Pilar couldn't make a diving catch, and then Nolan hit a homer. You know, I mean, how good has Arnaud been? I mean, honestly, he, he has provided some big moments, both at home and on the road. He he's bonded well with his fan base. He said that he thanks God every day that he's a card, or thanks God that he's a cardinal. I don't know if he said every day or not, but but holy cow! I mean, you know, like I said, the stats now aren't necessarily going to blow you out of the water and when you just look at the average stat line of the average and home runs and everything might not be as high as you might like. But like I said, big big moments, big big clutch hitting. Um, I'll be 225. I want to say that a little bit higher, but uh, w- when you slug. At a 496 clip, it's it's pretty hard to get too annoyed. Uh, he's drawn nine walks in 29 games and um, played all 29 games that the Cardinals have played as they now sit at 17 and 12. Um, you know, he's already over 100 at-bats into his Cardinal tenure. And, uh, you know, there's really not too much to complain about. Five home runs. He's driven in 21. Um... He drove in 26 and 48 games last year. He hit 8 home runs in 48 games last year, and he's already at 5 and 21, respectively. Uh, He hit 9 doubles last year. He's already at 9 doubles this season. He's even got a triple this year, which he hasn't had a triple since 2019. Um, So there's really, I mean, what else can you say about Nolan? He's been a dream come true for St. Louis. And I think that that, that that speaks volumes to what the, the magnitude of this trade, the magnitude of that deal. I think a lot of people are talking about it, and they're talking about the upside of this deal, myself included. But you wanted to be questionable. You didn't know cores. You didn't know what the shoulder was going to do. And again, just about a month into the season, so I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because a lot of these deals can't be judged for years down the road. But <laughs> right now, this is an incredible move. This is a, you know, I'm not going to say a franchise-altering move because the Cardinals are an incredible franchise, but it might end up being that. But I think this is definitely a career-altering move for Nolan. He's been pretty much everything the Cardinals have wanted and more, both offensively and de- defensively especially. You know, this is hard. you're going to be hard-pressed to find a better defensive team in baseball. And you're going to be really hard-pressed to find a better defensive third baseman in baseball. And Nolan just looks good and that, I think anybody looks good in the cardinal red, but especially especially Nolan so he, he's just been absolutely remarkable remarkable um just wanted to, to touch on that for a bit and when, you, when you're looking at the other you know kind of young the the young stud on this team and Dylan Carlson, you know I, I was really happy yesterday when he was able to be productive from the right side and here's why. You know, it's not because of of a lack of production over the course. of I mean, last year when you look at his splits against uh, left handed pitching, uh, he only faced them in, and excuse me, in, in eleven games. And he hit one eighty two off of them, drove in three. He was he was two for two for eleven, so not not really a really lot of sample size. And even this year, just thirteen games, not a lot of sample size, just seventeen at bats. But already the numbers are better. Seven for seventeen. He's got two doubles. He's got a home run, four RBIs. So in those seventeen at bats, um, on base percentage of .455, slugging of .706, and OPS plus of two twenty. League average for that OPS plus is .100, uh, just for um, for um, <laughs> for for a point of reference. And I'm not saying that he's going to keep those numbers up, but nevertheless. Um, Super minute sample size when you, especially when you're looking at the course of his career right now. But um, it, it is good to see a switcher to be productive from both sides of the plate. Um, and I, there, there's no question that the, the left side is probably his stronger side. Um, but I, I was just happy. I just want to touch on that as well. That I was happy to see Carlson be productive from the right side, which is a not, side not, we don't see him from very often. I mean, we've seen 183 at bats from his. From his left side against right-handed pitching, and just 28 times uh, against left-handed pitching, so uh, not a whole lot of uh, of things to, to look at for there. But uh, real quick before I finish up the segment, want to talk about I'll, I'll, I'll talk about general offensive notes in the third, second one uh, before I preview the, the, the Degrom matchup tonight. Dengan O'Neill, uh, Paul DeYoung, Taylor O'Neill, both heating up a bit. Um, O'Neill, I mean De- O'Neill was one for four. DeYoung was two for four. Both had key doubles in that third inning. DeYoung went the other way also with his single. And Ricky Horton talked about this on the radio broadcast of um, when DeYoung is going the other way, that's a stroke that he had when he first came up in the Bigs. And I think he kind of lost that. And I agree. Uh, I tend to agree with Ricky Horton there uh, that when DeYoung starts going the other way, that means he, he's locked in. And I'll talk about this a little bit um, again in the third segment. But you're getting real close to everybody in this lineup getting a little bit on a roll. Um, and that, that can be really good for an offense. But, and again, I want to see more than two weeks for DeYoung. I want to see more than one or two weeks, three, four weeks. I want to see it for a whole season, some consistency there. But a lot of offense today, so I wanted to finish that up. And, um, yeah, there's really not a whole lot to complain for offensively, even though they did stall a little bit, stall completely after that third inning. But uh, we'll go ahead and take our first break here, and then we'll be back to talk some pitching. And you guys know how much I love to talk about pitching here in just a moment. Have you guys heard about Sports Trade? It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. This is an amazing tool. It takes fantasy to the next level. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite player, just like in real stocks. A fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports, and they just added baseball to the platform, so be sure to check it out today. Making money with Sports Trade is simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy points in that game. The more points scored, the higher the value goes. Two, the good old supply and demand. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock in a rookie with huge upside. Or grab that blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares in as many players as you'd like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to SportsTrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up to get started at SportsTrade.com to discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new way of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You will be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at SportsTrade.com. This episode is brought to you in part by 1010, an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today today. Ring sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, which is coming up, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, and they can bring light into her life. They are available now through Mother's Day only, that is this Sunday, on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will supply, surprise and delight, and it's fairly priced, so you can give her something special and meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long. Again, it's only available through Mother's Day. So find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 at BlueNile.com. Let's talk some pitching. And again, if you're a first-time listener, thank you for joining our new listener. Thank you for for tuning in. But if you're a long-time listener, um, which I know I have plenty of you out there, I love my cardinal pitching. Uh, and then Adam Wainwright, in his first start since returning from the COVID-IL, uh, di- didn't light the world on fire. I feel like I've been using that phrase a lot recently. Um, it was revealed that his wife and five kids all contracted COVID. Uh, so thoughts and prayers out to, to, to Adam Wainwright's family. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's a big, big-time big decision for Wainwright to make to, um, to come out and start yesterday. Um, but, but he did, and like I said, didn't do a, a horrific job. I thought he looked sharp for the first inning or so. Um, in the second inning, um, he, he left, some, left some balls up. Um, he, you know, gave up a, a tough luck double to Alonzo. That was kind of a little blooper down the right field line. Again, not to take anything off. But then on the next single to Pilar that Wainwright definitely left a pitch flat up in the zone, 85 miles an hour. Bader missed the cutoff, man. Not something that you usually see do. Bader do. That is make a mistake in the field. He's usually extremely solid in the field. So that's definitely not something that Cardinals are used to. And the Cardinals, uh, Mike Shilton, the Cardinals made an interesting decision in that second inning in a one nothing game. To intentionally walk Jonathan Villar to get to Thomas Nito I get that he hadn't played a lot, but but still, um, didn't end up working out because Adam Wainwright ended up hitting Thomas Nito and he was very frustrated with himself. Um, and again, not not to put the blame on Schilt. You guys know how I don't like putting the blame on managers. Um, but run scores there, get to strikeout, and then he uh, Wainwright walks in another run as McNeil walked. Um, after a pretty solid, you know, it was a six-pitch at bat. Um, the ball four was close. It was a little bit down, but it was close. Um, and then he gets Lindor to strike out, swing. So he, he limits the damage. And I thought that was huge. He left the bases loaded there in the second. And, you know, it could have been a heck of a lot worse. Wainwright, yes. Like, I'm not trying to say that Wainwright was was good yesterday for the first, especially in innings two and three. I mean, he was tagged with five earned runs. He walked three, hit a man, gave up a homer. So... No, the way the Cardinals can't have this from Right. but he did limit the damage there in the second. He was unable to do so in that third inning, and I think that just to go back on that intentional walk, I think that probably messed with his rhythm a little bit. Um, I don't think that he was expecting that, but uh, like I said, settled down in the second, third inning, um, just just wasn't able to, to limit the damage as well. Um, you know, one of the runs scored on a, on a ground out, so that, that that's that's not a huge deal. But then, like I said, he he was definitely leaving plenty of pitches up to to uh, Pilar, and Pilar definitely punished him with a base knock, and also you know, Homer Pilar had two hits yesterday. So, uh, but after that, that here's what the here's was the, the plays after the the Pilar homer, fly out, ground out, inning over, strike out, single, pop out, ground out, single, fly out, double play ball. Line out, single, fly out, walk, force out. There, are, Wainwright was taken out after the flyout to Almora, and Cabrera came in. But you know, I gave credit to Martinez after he gave up six in an in, in an inning to Philadelphia, and then settled down to retire 11 in a row. Wainwright was not his sharpest yesterday. There's no question about it. But he did settle down. I think that he, he that could have been a lot worse. He he limited the damage. And his offense provided him some some runs in the bottom half of each of those innings that he was in, of the early innings, innings one two three, And because of that, he was able to keep the Cardinals in the game. Like I said, he stranded the bases loaded in the second inning. That could have been a hell of a lot worse. So I'm going to give Adam Wainwright credit there. Definitely not the start he wanted, not the start any Cardinal wanted. Um, But credit to, Mar- to Wainwright for limiting the damage. I mean, the Mets left nine runners on base yesterday and went two for eight. Um, and be, behind Wainwright, really solid stuff from pretty much everybody. Cabrera won an inning. He, he bent a little bit with, with the two walks in the, in, in the second part of his relief. Did not break, Um, or t- two walks over the course of his inning, I should say. Helsley got the out that he needed to get. Diego said quick and quiet ninth. Reyes, with his 8th save, he always seems to make it interesting. <laughs> and um, he walked 2, so he got a little bit of trouble there. Um, but he was able to, to re- retire the side with the, the power going out. Um, I saw this on a tweet. I don't remember where, so I'm, I'm sorry if... Um, whatever, but um, the Cardinals wanted Alex Reyes to be a lights-out closer. That's not what they had in mind. About him! Pretty fun. I thought it was kind of clever. But uh, so the liked went out at Bush. It was kind of a bizarre moment. I was was watching that and was was shocked. But, you know, another uh, very good job with this bullpen. Um, like I said, Cabrera bent but didn't break. And then was same as Reyes. And the rest of them, were, I mean, everybody was able to put up zeros. That, that's the big key there. Uh, zeros in the scorebook. ERAs dropped. Reyes' ERA stays at zero, which he's probably going to get blown up next time out because I said that. And you can you can tweet at me or Instagram me if uh, well, next time he does, get, if he gives up a run in his next outing, I will take the blame for that. Um, but he has yet to give up a run in his 14 and a third innings pitched. Um, so really, both bullpens pitched pretty well. Um, after uh, Luchessie pitched two and two-thirds innings, uh, the, the Mets saw two, in, two and a third from Gesellman, two innings from Reed Foley, and an inning from Barnes. Um, so both, both bullpens pitched pretty well. Uh, there's really not a whole lot else to say, and I'll tell you what, guys, this pitching staff for St. Louis is pretty, pretty solid. Uh, I've said that since spring training. They they've been shaky at times, no question about it. And again, this is a little early for everything to be clicking. I'd rather start clicking in September, but things are starting to click for both the offense and defense here as we as we enter May. Um, like I said, and even when guys have bad starts, like Wainwright did, or have bad days, uh, the the rest of the team picks them up, which is huge. Um, the the key to having a good team is having a deep team right and i think that the cardinals definitely might not have the deepest team on paper but this team can be deep this team can be a threat at a lot of different levels and i think they're showing that so pitching solid stuff the task tonight gets a little bit more difficult and i will preview um this matchup as the cardinals face degrom which will not be easy um and a a young fireballer gets the ball for St. Louis today um, as as the Cardinals go for a Game 2 win. So, previewing tonight's matchup and talking uh, a couple more notes coming up here in just a moment. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball enters month number two and it's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, which is tonight at 6:45 for St. Louis, head over to BetOnline on your laptop, betonline.ag, or on your mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the playoffs. Head to your website or your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And today's show's sponsor is Rockauto.com, serving online customers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds, that's right, hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from control modules, brake parts, and tail lamps motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose a brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write LOCKED ON in their had you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Cardo gets to face the game's best. And if he's not the best, show me who is. Uh, He's a bare minimum, one of the game's best, as Jacob deGrom... Gets the ball tonight, 6:45 first pitch, and he will be opposed by Johan Oviedo. Um, at least according to MLB.com, he still has to get the official call-up, so we'll see what what that looks like. Degrom comes in with <laughs> pretty <laughs> remarkable numbers. Um, you know the, the record isn't isn't great, two and two, but that's Jacob Degrom is is the example that a lot of people use as to why wins and losses don't really matter. Because if you're sitting here in Maine and you think pitchers 2-2, two two, oh, that's not great. Let's go a little deeper. I mean, I don't even have to go deep into the same to tell you how good this guy is. 35 innings pitched, just 16 hits. That's a whip of 0.57, a batting average against of 136. 59 strikeouts in those 35 innings. And his ERA is a microscopic 0.51. This is this guy, this is this man's ERA in, in seasons 2000, I'm gonna go all the way back to even 2014, they've all been full seasons, except for 20, 2014, was 22 games. 2.69 in 2014, 2.54 in 15, 3.04 in 16, 3.53 in 17. that's really high, and then it drops down to a 1.7 in 2018, 2.43 in 2019, 2.38 in 2020, and 12 starts. And then this year, 0.51. He he, has, he made 30, 31, 32, and 32 starts from 17 to 19. He's made 30-plus starts in all of his seasons except for his rookie year 2014 when he made 22, 2016 when he made 24, and 2020 when he made 12 because of a shortened season. If you want more on how good this guy is and how exciting he is, head over to Locked On Mets. Ryan Finkelson will have you covered there. there there's just... He is absolutely remarkable I, I don't think that you're going to find a better pitcher out there I really don't and as good as Clayton Kershaw is as good as Max Scherzer is as good as Garrett Cole is my money is on Jacob DeGrom for being the best in the business and here's a prime example of it. Nolan Arenado is hitting 0.071 and 14 at-bats against him Carpenter is hitting 214 and 14 at-bats somehow Goldschmidt's 0 for 6. Somehow, Bader's 2 for 3. DeYoung's hitting 364 and 11 at-bats with two home runs. Mind-boggling. Baseball's weird. We'll see what the what <laughs> the Cardinals can do against DeGrom. I mean, he's got an extra day on record at NBA.com. The last time he was given an extra day of rest like they gave him today. He struck out 15 batters in a two-hit performance. So... Yeah, not looking great for St. Louis. Yohan Oviedo will have to do his best to match zeros. He did that against Aaron Nola his last time out, I believe. So we'll see what this brings. We'll see what the Cardinals can do. You know, the offense right now is definitely clicking at a lot of different levels. As I said, I talked about this. So let's talk about it. Cardinals offense is clicking at a lot of different levels right now. And, you know, obviously you're, you're going to have a hard time throughout the course of a season having every single person in your lineup locked in, loaded, on a hot streak. Cardinals are pr- almost there. I mean, you know, you, you have Kisner that, that isn't light lot of the world. You, you have, you, again, you have guys that aren't 100% on fire. But you have a lot of guys playing well. You have a lot of guys performing at a high level. And that's huge for this team going forward because baseball is definitely a, um, in my opinion, a contagious sport, both in successes and in failures. So we'll, we'll see what they can do against DeGrom. Maybe by some snowball's chance in hell they get a win. My prediction is that they lose tonight. Uh, I don't think Oviedo does poorly, but I think that the the Cardinals do lose to DeGrom tonight. Uh, But enjoy it. Enjoy the fact that DeGrom, uh, that we get to watch Jacob DeGrom pitch in St. Louis. Simply enjoy it. Um, We don't get to see talents like his very often. But uh, that is all I got for today's show today. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Um, and I'll be back to talk to you guys tomorrow about how, how tonight goes. So we'll see what take up the ground brings for St. But until I talk to you then, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.